back, everybody, to another episode of This is My Perfect Podcast. I'm your host, Perry. With me is my very overly emotional co-host, Eric. I ain't never met a man that didn't deserve it. Hey, does that say more about you or more about them? I've been spending most of my life living in a mutant paradise. R.I.P. Coolio. Yeah, R.I.P. We haven't talked about that. That's been Tell a me lot. why, oh why. Do you ruin the whiskey? Are we just going to get all of our... Everybody? I mean, this is the emotional episode. This is the emotional episode. This is... Hey, look, I am really <laughs> excited for you all to to listen to this episode, to listen to the interview that we have coming up as well uh, with Rob Dietrich. What are you talking about? We haven't done the interview yet. I'm excited to experience doing this interview with you all in real time. <laughs> Are you regretting putting me on the side with you? Like uh, you could you maybe could, a little bit. <laughs> I feel like we're going to recreate the 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 Homer and the Bart, where you just start choking me at some point. <laughs> <laughs> now Eric and I are on the same side of the uh, the studio table now. If you're not, uh, if you're listening, you want to see that? Go to YouTube.com for now. Oh shit! Okay, I'll be good. Yeah, you will. Turn the heater down a little bit. I had to turn the heater down a little bit. It's it was so hot good. in here. Okay, I uh, how how are you? I guess is that Good. how we start I've these? I've literally episodes? been here for like two hours. Oh my gosh, you're ruining you're ruining the the. I mean, I just illusion. got here. I just got here. I feel good. <laughs> this is like the magician who comes out and <laughs> just ruined everything. He goes, "Look, I got three rabbits. Okay, here's all the cards <laughs> that are up my. I gotta like look. The, this girl the, can really like bend her legs like into this side of the box. It's this a is fake leg. It's a I fake legs that are on half, the other like, side. And, yeah. So let's just do this. Look, here's a fake hat. I put it on the table. A hole opens Abracadabra, in the bottom. Dabra, you know? my... <laughs> <laughs> and just pull it out. Anyway, <laughs> this is your first time here. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> no, if it's the first time, for you, if it's your first time here, thank you so much for being here. Uh, subscribe if you haven't done so already. Like the video on YouTube. Comment. Hit the bell notification. All that good stuff. Give me a glass while you're talking. Oh, okay. I'm gonna fly and blind you. Oh, all right. Then we got a, a early early review that we're gonna do too. We'll get to that in just a second. But follow us on social media as well at my bourbon pod or at whiskey mutant. Uh, you know, support the show at patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast for as little as a dollar a month for as little as five dollars a month to get bonus content. Uh, but most importantly, right now, we are currently in the middle of a I'm looking at the wrong camera. <laughs> this episode is a mess. Uh, we are currently in the middle of a fundraiser for our friends over at Splash.org. Uh, they provide clean drinking water and good hygiene opportunities for underprivileged folks across the globe. Uh, they are absolutely wonderful. Uh, they do some... Every or um, orphanage in China, you Every said? orphanage in China, they provided clean drinking amazing. water, too. Uh, so, Yeah. Uh, we're running that fundraiser through the first couple of weeks of uh, of December because we got a little bit of a late start on it in November. And da da da, da big announcement, I guess. 
I on the second Saturday in December. I can't remember exactly what that is. I think that might be the tenth. Yes, it is the tenth. We are going to be doing a big live stream as a final push to raise money for Splash. Uh, we're going to have some special guests stopping in as well. Uh, some folks who have donated and want to, you know, be a part of that and whatnot. But we're also going to be doing some giveaways as well during that that live stream. Uh, so more details on that to come over the next week or so. Uh, but if you would like to be a part of the the giveaways that are going to take place that day, uh, head to splash.org slash timbip, T-I-M-B-P, to donate. It's going to come up with a give forms uh, site page thing that you can you can donate through. Uh, that is our unique donation page. So that is the best way for you to uh, donate to them just so we can also keep track of, of everything uh, throughout the the giving process. So please, please, please donate. And we appreciate the heck out of y'all. Yeah, appreciate it. So too. So uh Flying Blind is how we're kicking off this week's episode. Flying Blind. Eric's got a blind <coughs> sample for me. I do. Just for you. <laughs> what are you thinking? I feel like I know what that is. Do you? Or maybe I don't. Do you? I don't know. Do I? Probably. Okay. I think you can guess this. I got faith in you. We're going to continue our flying blind uh, training for Perry. So, you know, assuming Matt Madness goes for the third year. So, Perry, what are you, where do you think this is from? What state? I want to. I want to say Kentucky. That's my initial. I would want you to say Kentucky. Okay, good. Yes, Kentucky. What is this note that I keep getting? Tell us. Tell us about it. Mm. It's it's fruity. It's like a like a almost like a cranberry sauce. Okay. Now you're you're picking up the theme here. Picking up the theme. <laughs> is this a wild turkey product? It is. <laughs> you definitely underhanded that one over uh, to me. You know, I had to. I don't know what, what uh But yeah, but why do you think the proof on this is? I'm gonna say one twelve point eight proof. Close, close. You would have been within that yeah. range. Okay. It's 110. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was an old rare breed yeah. or not, but it it's a turkey or a Brussels pick? Yes. What warehouse is this from? Uh, I don't think it's Camp Nelson. I would say Rickhouse K. No. That's my favorite Rickhouse. K is? No, what's my favorite Rick House? Oh, you know this. A no. 
one they used for Russell's 13. Oh, the first Russell's 13. Camp Nelson C? No. Camp Nelson A? No. I don't remember, dude. I'm G. sorry. G is really your favorite. Yes, I've huh. said it before. I'm sorry. I'm I'm bad at remembering <clears throat> things like that. <laughs> I'm just playing. Um, this is a Russell's, but this reminds me of Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, it totally does. No, it it is very cranberry. And when this comes out, this is the day before Thanksgiving, right? It is, yes. Yeah, yeah. We so forgot to say Happy Thanksgiving. Happy everybody. Thanksgiving to everybody. <laughs> no, but this was a. Uh, I wanted to do a turkey pick because obviously Thanksgiving turkey time, turkey time. But like, I specifically have this, and I've had this for a while, and it reminds me of Thanksgiving. It's like, like you said, cranberry, but it's kind of savory. Um, so it's kind of like a like a turkey dinner. Yeah, uh, yeah. This was a pick from Rick House G. Uh, this is an old one. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, look at the lit. Look at the uh, the cork. The cork. The the wood of the cork is not even the same color as what it is now. I got this at a at, in Tennessee one year when Addison was uh, doing a softball tournament. Universal wine and spirits. Yeah, I love that. Sweet as sodi pop. Yeah. Recast G. Old label. G. I sure do like this. <laughs> I would not resist this. I would not be able to resist this sample. Um, man, this is really good. Yeah. I've had that for several years now. <laughs> I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed yeah. that there is any left for a, <laughs> so, yeah. a bottle that that's good. It's that is done. that good. This may wind up on um, pour some on the, the floor. floor eventually. Yeah. We're about done with it. So I just love that. I like the new labels a lot, but I don't know. There's something about this label. That yeah. I don't know. It's nostalgic or something. You think so? Do you like the new one or the old one? I think I prefer the new one a little bit, but the old one is so iconic. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I dig it. I don't have any problem with the yeah. with the old label. There you go. Um Speaking of Turkey Day, uh, be on the lookout for our. Uh, we got a little cross collaboration. I looked at the wrong camera again. We got a little cross collaboration uh, between the two of us on social media for Turkey Day that you are not going to want to miss. Yeah. It's special. It's going to be really fun. Oh, that's so good. It's really, really, really good. You know what else is really good is finding out what the heck you've been drinking recently. Me? You. <clears throat> And while you do that, might I add, I think it's time for us to pour up the first of our Goose Island Bourbon County Stout Bottles that we were sent as media media samples. Yeah, look at that. That's a special sticker. I'm turning it the wrong way. For media tasting only, uh, this is the Sir Isaac's Stout, which I need to still look up the, uh, <laughs> Sir Isaac. the, the ABV on. Uh, but over the next three weeks, we're going to be reviewing uh, the three bottles that we were able to procure from the media team over at Goose Island. Especially because, I mean, these are coming out right now. Uh, and if you can find any of the allocated releases, uh, we want to make sure that you know yeah. about them. And I, for full transparency, am not a big stout drinker. So... If you are not yourself, you may find my review more um, towards you. And then if you are a 
stout drinker and you're well versed in that, then you'll find out what uh, Perry says because oh. he is a stout man. It's so aromatic. He's a stouty boy. I am a stout boy. He's a stout boy. That's so dark. What have you been drinking recently? Uh, rabbit hole. Really? Well, I went to uh, WWE Raw. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did. Took the boys to Raw thanks to uh, my buddy, friend of the show, Baron Corbin, for um, getting me some tickets there. Did he really? Yeah. That is so cool, man. Yeah, dude. That's Those seats are on the opposite side of the camera, and so they're like... Um, they're like front row. Well, you told me to tell Papa Ritter that you were going to be going. Yeah. You didn't tell me anything about like <laughs> what you were going to be wearing or know. what to look for. I didn't know. I and figured he, goes, he would be able to see, tell, point me out. Well, yeah, he was able to because you had two championship belts over your shoulders, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, I knew he would be able to find me. He was like hat backwards, championship belts on each shoulder. Kids in front of me, like yeah, yeah, he knew. No, but like it was awesome. Like, um, he knew. <laughs> but yeah, but Papa I, Ritter it, always knows. He always knows. <laughs> He's all he always knows. I just get a text from him during that. He goes, "Dude," <laughs> I was like, "What?" He's like, "I saw you." <laughs> I was like, "Sweet." <laughs> oh, it's a good show. But I had um at the uh i was at the yum center i was in louisville and they have a whole rabbit hole bar that's very cool yeah so i had um a couple of neat pours of rabbit hole and i'm gonna say it's pretty good but the regular like the main regular rabbit hole bourbon in a coke zero is fucking amazing really yeah because i had a neat pour there they were nice enough to let me like because they were like, you're at a wrestling event and you're asking for neat? And I was like, yeah, I like bourbon. And they're like, people were coming up to them and being like, you got any vodka and stuff like that? And they're like, I don't know. But they're like, yeah, I'll try this. And I was it's like, a bourbon place. Yeah. They gave me like pretty much like three samples. And I was like, these are all good. And I was like, but I got to go back down for the rest of the show and with my kids. So like, I need something that I can sip on for a while. And they're like, okay. So I got a, I was like, give me that. I can't remember what is it like a is it like a maroon label or a blue one. Oh, I can't remember. I am so sorry, rabbit hole folks. No. I cannot remember. Sorry, me too. The I was just head. there. But rabbit hole, like their normal on the shelf offering in a Coke Zero, is one of the best Coke Zero and burbs I've had. Nice. Like it makes me want to have that just for that purpose. Wow. You should then. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not have it around? No, it was good. So that's, uh, I've had a work class couple nights. So that's probably the most unique thing I've had. Like, I've not had a lot of rabbit hole. I know we've had some stuff here, but yeah, it was cool, man. Like, I didn't know. I, that's the, f I think that may be the first time I've been to the Yum Center. Uh, I've been there for, I've been there for a couple of shows, concerts. It's not really shows. I, I call them shows. See, I, will, I, I, will, I feel like I will call every like if you're the biggest band ever, I will still say I'm going to the Backstreet Boys show, whatever. Well, funny enough, I did see the Backstreet Boys there. Well, there you go. Yeah, saw them with Lucy, and then uh, I saw John Mayer there too. <sighs> it's different, dude. It smells so dark. It's different. 
I uh, well, last night on my stream, uh, if you haven't seen it, I I did a kind of review comparison between the RD one one hundred one proof small batch, which is finished in uh, French oak. I tried out the Barrelcraft Spirits Bourbon Gray Label as well, uh, and then also had some of the Old Fitz nineteen year. Humble brag. Uh, a humble brag. You can have some. It's right there. I know. I'm just. I'm just saying. Like. <sighs> How many other people get Old Fitz nineteen? You, baby. It was a it was a media sample. I know, but you gotta you gotta like represent. No, we got it. I know, but you had it last night. Yeah, you should be like flexing on them. Right no, now. I felt. I mean, I felt good Ooh. about it. Don't get me wrong. I There's had, people setting up their tents my, right now for this, and they don't even know if it's coming out. My poor dad was like, "Hey, I I really want to get a bottle of that." You said like, go set up a tent right now at the distillery? I should have told him. I mean, he's almost retired. Let me just smell it. I Pour sm- some. I will, but I've got this this dark magic here in front of me. Dark magic. Oh, my God. That was my nickname in high school. Yeah, because your nipples. <laughs> <laughs> smells really good so far. I, what do you think about the Sir Isaac Stout? Um... Like I could drink this as, but okay. How long, let me ask you this. How long do you sip on a stout? Um, it's not a, it's not a beer that you just take down and be like, give me another glass. I usually will, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll pour about half of what's in the bottle. It has marshmallows on the finish. I haven't even tried it yet. Is it okay to but, say finish on a beer? Yeah, of course it is. Okay. Any, uh, well, I mean, truly, it's not even just alcohol. It's anything. anything. Yeah. I mean, there there is a, a there tasting a, process a behind beer, it. A beer tasting etiquette. I don't think it's too dissimilar from okay. a no, bourbon no, tasting. It, it reminds me of a s'more. I haven't even gotten to, again, taste it yet. It reminds I, me of a s'more. Bourbon County brand Sir Isaac Stout. Stout aged in bourbon barrels with figs, graham crackers, and natural flavors. It is 13... Graham crackers? Graham crackers. It's 13.9% ABV. Damn. So, what, 27.8%? Or, excuse me, 27.8 proof. Damn. That's pretty high for a beer. I looked at the wrong camera. It's okay. I'm still getting used to it's this okay. new setup. It tastes like a freaking s'more. Oh. So dark. What I love about the Bourbon County Stouts from Goose Island is that they are not the thickest of stouts. No, 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 no. I mean they are they are infinitely drinkable. Oh, the the graham cracker. It looks thick, but you it can't drinks. Look, you can't see through it. But when you drink it, like it really is like a little thin like that's good to me because yeah. I'm like, oh boy, I'm getting intimidated right now looking at this. That's good. Oh my gosh. That's like a s'more. Like there's marshmallow and graham cracker in there. Cocoa. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. There's a syrupy quality. To, I mean, I know that this is probably just the fact that it's, you know, a stout. But there's like a syrupiness in there too, like a sweet syrup that you would put over ice cream. Yeah, I can see that. Man, doing a, 
alcoholic root beer float with one of these. Now that's and where some I ice get cream down with some stouts. Some uh, Rocky Road. Oh, yeah. Put a little, take some Hershey chocolate bars and like kind of crunch them up and put them over top of it. Do you know why they call it a root beer float? Why they call it that? <laughs> why? Because the ice cream floats to the top. Duh. Idiot. Jeez. I thought there was a joke in there. <laughs> I was playing up to it. I thought there was going to be something more to it. You know why they, you know why, you know why it's bourbon? Why? Because it's, it's 51% corn. <laughs> I saw, I saw, I saw a tweet last night, which I don't know, maybe by the time this episode comes Twitter out, RIP Twitter. Um, <laughs> But it was, I think it was called like the Internet Hall of Fame, like the account. And the initial me- the initial message was, I have a knock-knock joke, but somebody has to start it. And the other person replied and said, knock-knock. <laughs> First person goes, who's there? And they go, I don't know, idiot. It's your joke. Why would you, dis- why would you say that? <laughs> and it's just, that was like the whole caption, the whole screen cap. <laughs> I love the concept of the Internet Hall of Fame. It's good I, stuff. It's I feel good like stuff. the Boom Goes the Dynamite guy would be early. Uh, who Cleveland? No, the Boom Goes the Dynamite. The the sportscaster, the guy who gets really nervous on there and he can't oh, do the right. And he's like, oh, and Boom Goes the Dynamite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It and makes, the and the one sense. the one where they uh, they do the um, the leprechaun or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been a crackhead. Yeah, yeah that's definitely <laughs> here's a, an artist rendering of the creature and little bub and little bub and the whistles <laughs> and the whistles go whoop whoop. <laughs> that's definitely the internet don't you thing. think that like the most recent addition to that would be like as as far as like widely regarded goes, it's the the corn kid. Oh yeah, definitely. He's new Has new age yeah. uh, Hall of Fame <laughs> for real. And Elmo on fire. Maybe my favorite gif of all time. Yeah. That's really good, though. Somebody edit me as the Elmo. Right now. You're the editor. You do it. I'm talking about somebody else. Oh. <laughs> Are we rating this? Yeah, sure. Man, this is good. Mm. Do we have the price on this bottle? I know these are all like individually priced, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to locate the price. Like 15 bucks, maybe. Man, that's graham crackers. <clears throat> graham crackers and marshmallows, freaking s'more all day long. Uh, I cannot find a price. I mean, they're anywhere from what? Like 15 to like $30 a bottle? Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Uh, it- we'll say that just for just so we can be safe we will say $15 okay a bottle uh it knows <laughs> it's sweet man yeah it's I very mean, it sweet is a, it's it marshmallow it smells good there is an acidity too that i get with a lot of stouts especially ones from goose island i and it, that is present on this as well I 
I'm not I'm not getting a whole lot of the bourbon influence though. No, no, I don't get any bourbon on this. Yeah. So might be the only little downfall of it. I'm gonna give it a three. Okay. On the nose. Uh two point five. Okay. Uh the palette is incredible. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah. I give it a four. Four as well. Oh. I'm fin- the finishes. Oh, buddy. I do get some chocolate on the finish. Uh, I'll say a three. I think. I think that front end is my favorite part. Finish is just chocolate. Um, so yeah, I'll say a three. Two point five. Okay. So are we the same right now? No, just about, yeah, yeah, I think. Um, price? Price at 15 bucks. I mean, that's a lot for a beer, but the the gimmick kind of behind these is that you can hold on to them for a while. Yeah, it literally they says will on here, uh, develops in the bottle up to two years. Yeah. It's a long time. Yeah, and plus, and like... It's a good value. You I mean, could drink this for, like... I mean, me, I would drink this all day. Oh, all day sure. is, like... I could pour it up and then sip on it throughout the day. And that's what I was saying earlier. I think that I I wasn't able to finish that thought, but I I will usually pour like you know half of the bottle into a snifter. And then I will put the rest of it into the fridge. Take a lot of time with it. Yeah. I mean, usually at, at at the very least like an hour and a half drinking on it and then go back and and grab the the rest of it. Um, so, I mean, e- even in a beer drinker's perspective, I, there is a bit of a longevity to it. Yeah. And so, uh, 3.5. 3.5, me too. Hey. I so got a 13. We, I think that's the same score I had too. I think, I think if you like stouts, you're probably going to love this. And it's if a you, good one, man. If you haven't had many and you're kind of dipping your toes in it, like, I think this is a good one too, because it's not thick. And it's got a lot of like freaking s'more characteristics. Could you imagine if we reviewed the other two that we have on top of this? No, I couldn't. <laughs> I'd be dead. I couldn't. <laughs> you would have to roll me down the hill. No, I couldn't do it. <laughs> and put my bed at the bottom of the hill. I think I need so that I could just roll right. I into think I it. need like a week in between Stouts. of a stout. Yeah, yeah. I'm fair. like a one stout, one a week stout guy. I don't even know if I'm a one a week. I mean, right now, yeah, like for this purpose, yeah, yeah. yeah. N- no, but, like one a month. I a monthly week a stouter. Maybe it's that time of the month. <laughs> Perry's got a stout. It's that time of the month. Stout time. Yeah, leave him alone for a week. Gear up, everybody! It's stout time. Yeah, he's getting ready to hit a stout. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I like I said, I drink them more often than you do. Yeah, you do, but. That's good though. They're good, man. Yeah, this I could a, drink on that. I could pour that like Christmas morning, and like just like you know put it put it back in the fridge, pour a little bit more, and just sip on that all throughout. The yeah. Day. So Christmas morning actually is a really good time for a stout. Yeah. Christmas day in general, yeah. great time for stouts. I like some eggnog too. Yeah. <laughs> Lucy's grandma. <clears throat> 
makes this. It, it's like a custard drink. Uh-huh. She call. I I might have talked about this on the podcast before. Um, but she calls it Christmas punch. Ooh, I like that. And it's <clears throat> it's almost like as a kid, what you want eggnog to taste like. Yeah, like super sweet and super custardy and everything. Uh, but not too terribly long ago. I had it with bourbon for the first time and it like, you know, that scene in Ratatouille where the food critic, like he takes the bite oh, and he of just the Ratatouille like, and it yeah, like, it like blows, shoots into yeah. his eyes, goes back in time yeah. and everything like that. It's that kind of feel. I make a, um, a gingerbread, uh, eggnog with makers 46. I would love to try that. Yeah. Every year. I, do. I think you talked about it last year too. Yeah, I'll talk about it again, but when it gets closer, yeah. you know, I'll make I some. would absolutely Merry Christmas. Love to try that. It's your Christmas present. Your Christmas present's on the way. Yours is still being picked out because I'm really <laughs> thinking hard about it. I thought I I I knew exactly what yours was gonna be as soon as it, it hit me. For real? Yeah. Damn. No, I'm gonna stick with mine. I was like, oh, I'm gonna rethink this, but no, I, no, I know. No, I did. I've been figuring I've been figuring this out and I've been consulting people about it. Wow. Yeah. We have last year's Christmas present that you gave to me was like top 10 Christmas (laughs) presents of all time. And I was thinking about it, too, because the the energy of it is so big, real big. But the actual item itself is yeah, so it, small. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. And that killed me. <laughs> that that absolutely just I I had a full like just crying laughing <laughs> breakdown <laughs> over it. Oh. And now we're super happy to be joined by uh Longtime friend of the show. We've had him on before, back in Bourbon and Beyond uh, in 2019. I say we. You weren't even there for it. I wasn't there. Yeah. That's all <laughs> I'm here now. That's all matters. <laughs> Rob Dietrich, the master distiller or master blender, whatever you want to call him, of uh, of blackened whiskey. Uh, Rob, it is so good to see you and chat with you, man. Hey, it's good to, good to be here again. Good to see you again. Yeah, it's been, it's been a minute. Um, you know, we've uh, all gone through hell over the past couple of years and major life changes and everything. But uh, I I think it's kind of uh, nice to be able to reconnect. And I just want to say, you know, how, how have you held up over the, the past couple of years? Are you, uh, where, what's your kind of mind state been since everything, the, the world completely changed? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I feel like everybody obviously had uh, some significant changes in their life during that time. Uh, for me, it was, uh, I, 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 Took the, the COVID time to be able to rebuild my lab, which is behind me right now, um, and nice. uh, and really kind of focus on uh, on on really dialing you know, deep on some of that. Had some projects that I did with uh, uh, with some friends, uh, you know. So yeah, I think honestly, it was it was uh, I, I tried to make the best of it. Was it a time where you and I mean, you know, of course, you did say that you took that time to rebuild your lab, but creatively were you kind of in a, a different headspace than you had been before just because you kind of had maybe a little bit more of freedom to try new things out 
Yeah, I mean, there was this momentum with our brand. You know, we were we were we were firing up all cylinders, and I, I think just like anybody, we were you know we had a, we had a plan in, in motion. Um, you know, we were we were really focusing on what we call on premise, which is restaurants and 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 bars, um, and getting you know getting our brand out there. And it, you know, restaurants and bars closed down, so we were you know so we focused on. Um, you know, and, and that's the interesting thing about COVID, you know, people didn't stop drinking. They just stopped where they were drinking. Right. Uh, you know, so, yeah. you know, so for us, it was like, uh, for me, I had a lot more uh, time, you know, that's why I kind of redesigned my lab so I could really kind of um, fine tune my process on, on how I can uh, create different blends and, and different whiskeys. I've got a little 20, uh, 20 liter copper uh, still over here that you know, I can, you know, play around with, uh, with different. That's cool. Um, you know, different, different recipes and, you know, just, you just mess around with different things. So, um, you know, I feel like we just, we just shifted our, our focus and, and it just kind of really created even a, 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 a longer arm of blackened whiskey. You know, it, it really um, was pretty exciting just to, to, you know, to take that space and, and do something with it. Yeah. And it, you know, I think that's evident, especially when you consider just the, the products that blackened have, have, put out over the past couple of years. Uh, we're going to get to a little bit later in this episode uh, reviewing the Wes Henderson collab, uh, which I sidebar from for that. Uh, I found it so infinitely hilarious that the first thing Wes did after he retired as a hobby was to do the thing that he retired from. Yeah, but the, it, it, you never get it out of your system. You never get it out of your blood. Like it, he, he of course, probably retiring. He's probably retiring from structure. Sure. You know, like the way the way I look at it is, you know, now you have the freedom to just you know go and play and have some fun, like you know, yeah. you know all the things you've been you know wanting to do. And yeah. you know, we when we approached Wes about that, it was, um, you know, he was really excited about it. You know, it was it was something that he was like, yeah, that's that's perfect. I want to I want to you know I, I want to play it around a little bit, have some fun. So, so you all were the ones who approached him first. Yeah. What, what was that, uh, that process? Like, like what, what was your all's kind of goal with partnering with somebody like, like Wes? Well, you know, this really, this was kind of a, um, I mean, honestly, this goes all the way back to the, 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 you know, the, the founders of, of, of black and whiskey is Metallica, you know, and Metallica is all about collaboration with other artists. You know, they, they obviously, uh, they, uh, you know, they, they're, they're very focused on the music that they make, but then they collaborate with other artists and, right. and, and, and create some amazing music. So that was really inspired by that was to, you know, for, for me, I'm, I, I feel like I'm a whiskey artist in that sense, you know, I, you know, I like to create and make yeah. unusual things. And so, um, we started this, uh, um, a, a limited edition masters of whiskey series where we started with Willet distillery. Uh, Drew Colesveen at Willett, um, who's a good friend. Uh, you know, we, we we did a collaboration with Drew uh, and Willett, and that was our uh, was our first limited release of the Masters of Whiskey, where I'm collaborating with other master distillers to create uh, cool and unusual expressions. And uh, the Wes Henderson was just uh, really that was the next series. I mean, um, you know, Wes was a, a, a great friend of of Dave Pickerel. Um, it really, it just made a lot of sense to, to, you know, to keep embracing our whiskey family in our, in our whiskey community and, uh, and doing these fun collaborations. You know, we're, we're always so focused on, on our, our steady, 
you know, everyday whiskey that we're that we're making. You know, he's making Angel's Envy. Uh, you know, everyone, you know, they're, they're focused on their production to be able to just step outside of that for a minute and have a, a moment to just create something unusual and, and fun outside of the, the normal uh, scope of things. I, I think um, most most distillers are, 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 are kind of uh, they're embracing it because, it, you know, it's an exciting project to be able to do. So Wes, Wes was so much fun to work with. Um, you know, he's 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 Kentucky, uh, Kentucky bourbon royalty, Kentucky whiskey royalty. And, and such a such a cool down to earth humble guy, um, and and to be able to work with him on this project was was just a lot of fun. I I want to talk about that collaborate collaboration excuse me aspect of things too because the, when when we think about blackened we think about this process that the the whiskey goes through and it's it is. I mean, it has music pumped at it, right? And yeah. and th- there's not an insignificant part of my brain that hears something like that. And talking about the the collaboration that Metallica looks for, that we look for in the in the whiskey industry, but then I think that it's like a literal collaboration between the whiskey itself and the music itself. Mm-hmm. And so it, it is on such a deep level of connectivity with the, the things that these two parties produce. And then it gets married together in such a bizarre, bizarrely cool, but out of the scope of like what a lot of people would anticipate from, from a whiskey brand. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and so it, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's like very much just ingrained in the DNA. Of, yeah, and that was of you know all. that was the whole idea. You know when we you know we're, and we're still developing the, the the black noise sonic enhancement process. You know this is this is an innovation. You know in a in a uh, you know this is a an industry that is steeped in tradition. You know this is you know whiskey making. You know goes back hundreds of years. We we're doing something that's 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 def- definitively different in the sense of. You know, we, we, we put some science behind this, you know, the, the idea, the concept, um, I think is, it, it was easy to come up with in the sense of, well, you have the loudest, you know, heaviest metal band in the world and you have one of the, you know, one of the, the best whiskeys uh, in the world. And, and you're, you're, you're combining the, the talents of both of those into one, uh, one, you know, liquid package, so to speak. And you're, and you're doing that with the, Sonic enhancement, you know, if you think about regular, regular aging, uh, when you char the inside of a barrel, that, that creates a, a caramelized band of sugar uh, uh, from the wood. And so when the spirit is interacting with the wood and the heat of the day, the pores are open, that spirit is moving into the barrel, um, picking up all those flavors, all those, the, uh, the color of the wood. Um, and, and then, it, you know, when it's cold at night, it expresses back into the belly of the barrel. Now, if you are applying the black noise sonic enhancement process, you know, you're looking for nine different flavor pro, uh, markers from the, the oak aroma panel. Every one of those flavor profiles are coming from the wood itself. So what we did was we we had a barrel that we uh, that was our control barrel, basically. We did not apply sonic enhancement to. We had that in a separate room. We had two barrels that were in a different room that, uh, that we, were, we were not applying. Uh, I'm sorry, backwards. Two barrels that we were applying sonic enhancement to. One barrel that we were not applying sonic enhancement to. Um, and we're taking samples from those over a period of 60 days and you're, you're able to identify 
the elevation of those profile markers when you when you we, you know we sent all these samples off to the lab and we were able to identify exactly what was going on inside the barrel by applying the sonic enhancement sonic enhancement we're playing low frequency music uh, we worked with uh, Meyer Sound, who creates that wall of sound for Metallica. They created a proprietary device that we use that creates this vibration. You know, you've all been to a concert where you're, you're walking around yeah. you're <laughs> right. vibration in your chest. That, right. That movement. We're doing that inside the barrel. You know, that motion is, is happening inside the barrel. You think about, um, you know, even if you look at the, the, the label of a blackened whiskey bottle and you see that sound wave on the front, that is a physical representation of the movement of sound. That's what we're doing inside the barrel. Those those peaks and valleys. Yeah. That's motion inside the inside the barrel, um, and it, and it's intriguing. I feel like we're just scratching the surface on what sound can do. Uh, not only just in in whiskey production. I've seen I've seen people doing this uh, with cheese. There was a guy, a cheese maker. Um, and uh, <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't was, expecting that to be the. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I know. And, 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 but you know, they play different music. Obviously, we play Metallica music and and, and the playlist to our music. Or to right. our whiskey, um, and to the barrels with within the barrels to create that motion. But this guy was doing it with cheese and in different chambers, and and, and you know it's and it makes sense. Like it's there's um, you know it's it's not just uh, it's it's starting. I really feel like we're we're scratching the surface on something really huge here. What if what what if they took a barrel and it was like a single barrel and they just put it on stage with Metallica for an entire tour? Oh. We, we've We've talked about that. I mean, that's, that, would, that, is, yes. uh, that, that, that concept is, um, uh, we, I mean, we talked about it and, you know, initially the, well, the biggest issue with that is, uh, the legality issue of it. Um, <laughs> you, because you can't, you know, everything, you know, you think about bottled and bond and, and, uh, and warehousing and sure insurance and licensing and, and, you know, the regulations of, of taking a, unregistered barrel of, of, of whiskey uh, on tour. Cause we talked about this. We talked about like lining a whole backstage, you know, the whole stage of with barrels and a wall of, you know, wall of barrels just being pummeled by, by Metallica music on tour. It's, it's awesome in concept, uh, legally almost impossible. Like you just can't, you can't, you couldn't do it internationally for sure. And, and yeah. nationally, nationally it would, uh, it, 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 there's just so many regulations, unfortunately. And that's, that kind of sucks because it's such a cool opportunity to do something yeah. really unique and, and unusual, but you know, we're, we're so highly regulated uh, in this industry that we uh, unfortunately can't, we can't do something like that. You gotta, you gotta start your own law, the bottled and banned act of 2023. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Let's just do it. Just, yes. <laughs> just change the rule. Let's just start make our own rules. Better to ask forgiveness than permission, <laughs> yeah. I guess. But I, maybe not so much with whiskey and alcohol. Yeah. I feel yeah. like we need to, yeah, kind of. Anyway, um, it, this does bring up a, a good point too. That it, I, I'm curious, just what the the relationship with not the and it, this sounds like I'm alluding to some like grander issue or something that's not the case I, it's just i'm curious what the the relationship with the whiskey and metallica is at this stage in the game because i mean it's been a few years since it's been on the market people are very familiar with this whiskey at this point too but as far as like some of the decision making that goes into it you know like james doesn't drink you know so that's a, a you know he's potentially removed from that 
part of the conversation. So what what does that look like between the band and and you all in the whiskey making process now? Yeah, you know, I think I think most importantly when they came up with the idea to create a whiskey, they they understood that just going to a large whiskey distillery and saying, "Hey, let's make a Metallica line and slap Metallica all over it." Um, was was not authentic. You know, right. they, they, everything that they do is is, is about authenticity, 100% um, connected to whatever they do. And, you know, that's why they initially reached out to, to Dave Pickerel to create the whiskey. Um, you know, they wanted someone who was just as skilled at what they do in making music. Um, they wanted someone who's just as skilled at making whiskey. And that's, you know, they initially went to Dave uh, and, then, and then shortly thereafter myself. And, and it was about the authenticity of making a whiskey that stands on its own, that is that stands shoulder to shoulder with with every whiskey out there um, and, and stands <clears throat> on its own accord. And, and that was really uh, so I think, you know, what's been great about working with Metallica on this is that they, they approach everything as an art form. They're artists, first and foremost. And so they allow me to have the freedom to be able to create new expressions, to be able to come up with these ideas, you know, like the, like the masters of whiskey series, this is our, our, you know, the black and whiskey team, you know, we all work hard together to, to create these, these fun expressions and it, and it is um, an, an evolving art form. So the band is very much involved in um, one allowing us to have the freedom, but also giving us that, that, um, that vehicle to be able to, to, to release these, these expressions with, and to, uh, to really get the, the whiskey out there to a larger audience. And I think, um, you know, working with them, I just did a, a bottle signing with Rob Trujillo, the bass player, uh, last Very weekend cool. in Houston. Yeah. Um, and it was so much fun, you know, doing, doing that kind of stuff, you know, with Rob, cause he's, you know, uh, he's such a passionate guy and he's, and, um, we were, he was literally out there because his son, uh, his son's band auto, uh, OTTO, um, was playing in Houston. And so we're like, well, let's just do a bottle signing while you're out there. And he's like, yeah, of course, let's do it. So, you know, they're very much involved. They really, they really dive deep. Uh, a week before that, I, I did a, um, I did a meet and greet and whiskey, uh, whiskey education with, uh, with Lars and Rob uh, in uh, uh, Florida, in Hollywood, Florida. Uh, the band had played out there. So we, we did this little whiskey, uh, uh, you know, 150 people. So, you know, they, they, they're very passionate about it. They're always, they're, they always want to learn, you know, they're always asking me questions because they're like, we, you know, we don't know how to make whiskey. Like what, you know, so I'm always yeah. ask questions from the band. Um, and, and, you know, so it's a, it's a fun relationship. I have a, you know, I have a really good, good time working with them. They're all down to earth. Uh, James lives an hour and a half away from me here in Colorado. Uh, so I'm up there uh, you know, fairly frequently smoking cigars with them. Um, you know, I, I don't, obviously I don't drink, uh, with James. He, he, he has a, a, a solid appreciation and understanding of, of the artistry of, and the craft. Sure, of yeah. whiskey. Uh, but I, I'm also respectful of his, um, his, his space and his beliefs and, and he's respectful of mine. And I think, I think that's the beautiful balance right there is that, you know, we're, there's no, you can't do this or you can't do that. It's just like, we're, we're just respecting, um, our, our beliefs and boundaries. I feel like you've got, I was just thinking of this. You've got so much pressure on you. You've got the freedom to make a whiskey for the, if not the biggest metal band ever. And then you've got whiskey fans who can sometimes be assholes. Yeah. And then you've got metal fans who, 
they will let you know too. I'm kind of the same because I love metal. I've done, you know, in the love whiskey. And it's like, and you're right here in the middle of both of these, you know, these fandoms. And it's like, you've got to make a whiskey that just doesn't, it's just going to blow both of these people away man i've never i've never thought about that i mean it, i got it, anxiety it, just like thinking about no, it's, it right a, it's, a, it's a weird place to be you know my <laughs> my background i was the master distiller for uh for strand hands colorado whiskey that's where i cut my teeth right, I, yeah. I learned. my mentor was jess graber uh who you know i helped you know i worked with him to create tin cup whiskey as well um and you know so i'm i'm my roots are are definitively in making whiskey and then also, you know, my background before that was in the music industry. So, I, you know, I spent 10 years in music production, uh, touring with bands, uh, uh, event management, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and the, the pressure is real when it comes to, yeah. uh, you know, you've got the whiskey community who is very critical about how their whiskey is made, who makes it, uh, specifically, you know, if it's a, a celebrity whiskey, you know, you're going to someone immediately, you get the eye roll like, oh, yeah, whiskey. yeah. Yeah. And, and what they don't understand, it's it's real whiskey makers making the whiskey. That's the difference. You know, that's I feel like the difference in, in um, most celebrity whiskeys or, or celebrity brands. You know, you're not seeing the maker. Um, yeah. You're seeing the celebrity. And in this situation, they went with the maker first, you know, originally Dave Pickerel uh, and, and now myself and the black and, uh, you know, black and whiskey team. You know, so we are definitively about the whiskey that's that's you know that is that's where that's where our heart is is from so there there is those um you know the stigma uh that that we overcome because all you have to do is taste the whiskey you know you, the whiskey will speak for itself and, and that's the way i the way i approach it is like i'm i'm here to make great whiskey to make phenomenal whiskey i you know and i um i i just want the whiskey to speak for itself Right. Yeah, and that's you know a lot of times I think you know when we've done uh, blind you know blind whiskey tastings and people didn't know that it was a celebrity whiskey, um, they, they I think they're always amazed because people tend to have a stigma about that, um, and and we're trying to break that wall down, we're breaking that stigma down and breaking it back into a level playing ground where you know this is this is a whiskey to be contended with, a whiskey to enjoy, and, well, and, uh, and we enjoy the process. And I think there's a there's a big difference too between celebrities who create their own brands, start their own brand of alcohol, and celebrities who just go in and purchase a brand or right. you know buy so much so much stock in it or, or what have you. And it it just shows to me more of the honesty and the dedication to actually the the craft of it and i think that you know when you when you take a musician who is very just very honest and very um very just open you know vulnerable to because they're they're putting this craft on display for people um there there just seems to be more of a an inclination, excuse me, at least for myself, to want to get invested in it and want to find ways to appreciate it more than just like George Clooney buying a, a tequila brand. <laughs> yeah, and and I think that's what what stands, you know, what where Blackened stands apart. You know, I think this is really this is about the passion and the industry. This is also why we're embracing. Are, are you know in my community 
where, you know, it's, it's a kind of a very small community when you think about it, as far as like head distillers, master distillers, yeah. um, whiskey creators, even though there's so many brands out there, um, they're, they're, we're a small community of whiskey makers and, and embracing that community is, is really been one of our, our, you know, personally, one of my goals. And also one of the goals of, of black and American whiskey is, you know, embracing that community, doing these collaborations, uh, and, and, and making fun whiskey, doing these projects and, and understanding that, you know, we don't have to be held to, uh, you know, certain, you know, guidelines in, in, the, in, the, right. in the whiskey world in America, which is great. You know, it's with the craft distilling boom. Um, you know, there's so many weird whiskeys out there and they're, they're, they're actually creating new categories for some of these, you know, like a hopped whiskey, which, you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of, I don't really like IPAs or, or hops anyway, but you know, there's always, there's always something out there that, that can be created. That's, that's different. And that's what we're, you know, that's what we're doing blackened. And I think, uh, again, coming back to our community, we're, we're, we're embracing that community and, and creating new and fun things. Well, speaking of new and fun things, uh, there is the, the Wes Henderson collaboration of it all. Uh, and we did kind of gloss over a little bit of the, the Willet discussion. Um, do you want to take a step back and, and talk about that for a second? And I just want to know, did Rob, did you get, did Drew take you like on like the, the secret, like behind, like the Willet barrels that like, you're not even like, people don't even know are back there. You don't have to say anything, <laughs> but I know, I know there's some, some barrels there in Willet that you, did you get to drill into anything and just like something special that you just, so, you know, so I was picked up at the airport and they put a hood over my head. And the hood <laughs> I, thought the so. I thought like, so. That's what I've heard. And, That's what I've heard. And, you know, and I, it could have been one hour, it could have been two hours, who knows. And then, you know, ended up in some <laughs> secret underground, uh, uh, you know, uh, Rick house. Uh, Jim Rutledge was there, and <laughs> it was, it was Steve like, Nally showed up, and, <laughs> and, and, you know, and the ghosts of whiskey makers Very passed. Rough, you know, yeah. We had, we had I, I sitting at the head of the table. Yeah, um, it was, <laughs> you know, yeah the, the secret uh, whiskey cabal. Yeah, um, Basil uh, Hayden's been kept alive for years, and he showed yeah, it's up. A whole thing. And, it's yeah, a whole thing. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Walt Disney was there. Uh, <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> um, no, you know, I got to tell you, man, I, I was like a kid in a candy shop when when Drew took me on the tour of, of you know, when we first start talking about uh, you know, the collaboration together, he, you know, he said, well, what, you know, what do you what do you want to what do you want to use? And I was like, what do you mean? What do you want to use? He's like, well, which whiskey? And I was like, <laughs> like that, like literally it's like opening the doors to the candy store and like, OK, go ahead. Just go, you know, rummage around and, and find and so we, you know, we went through the, we went through the Rick house and, and you know, he's popping bungs and we're pulling samples out. And I'm just, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in heaven, you know, like absolute <laughs> heaven, uh, you know, just, you know, tasting all these great whiskeys. And, you know, we, we created this during uh, the, the beginning of COVID. This was, uh, you know, the oh. idea, we'd already had the idea and then uh, COVID happened. And, you know, so we, everything was, uh, you know, the world just didn't know what, what to do. We didn't, you know, nobody knew what to, what to, what to do about it, obviously. Um, so I was out there, you know, I, I flew out to Kentucky, I think it was March of 2020. And, you know, I was in the, you know, got to peruse the barrel houses. We tasted a bunch of whiskey. Uh, the Colesveens have a, a house in, um, uh, in Bards, uh, Bardstown there that uh, it's a 300 year old house. It's a, it's an old, um, an old uh, mansion and 
you know, and I was, I was given directions like, okay, just, you know, show up to this place. You can stay at this place and, uh, and we're going to do the whiskey tasting there. So I got there, I, I landed in Louisville. It's an hour drive to Bardstown and it was, and it was, um, in a thunderstorm. I mean, just like a crack and thunderstorm lightning, the whole thing, just huge rain. I'm driving and it, you know, it just feels like, you know, I know what you did last summer type of you know, kind, of, <laughs> kind of scenario. And, uh, and I pull up to this, this, this mansion and lightning's cracking behind it. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm like, wow, I'm literally going to stay in like a haunted mansion by myself in this thunderstorm. This is like the way every, every movie starts. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> and, literally making a music video right now in my head. Like, yeah, I'm, it, I'm... It, 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 it really was. And so I, um, they, they, you know, I, I, the instructions were to go around to the side and there's a kitchen. You know, so I, you know, I entered the code and I got into the kitchen and, and literally like, it's this big three-story mansion with the spiral staircase, huge winding staircase going up. And in this raging thunderstorm with lightning crashing outside, I'm like, this is, this is how, this is how all every, every scary movie starts. <laughs> and I go into the dining room and there's all the whiskeys laid out already. There's a huge Whoa. fireplace and like, you know, these, these paintings. And I'm like, I'm like, it's like the haunted mansion from Disneyland or something. It was, it was, um, <laughs> it, it, it was a, you know, it's funny because the next day, like you wake up and like the sun's shining and like, it doesn't look, you know, but you know, it was, it was a little intimidating coming into that place. Um, in the middle of the night, which was funny, uh, you know, and then the next day, Drew and I sat down, you know, we had 30 different expressions of, of a low rye and a high rye uh, whiskey uh, and, and different age, you know, ages. And we just sat down and just started working, you know, like we, we just started nosing tasting. Um, and we, we really found our palates were very similar that we, that we had pulled uh, very similar whiskeys um, from, you know, you know we, we, working kind of, independently we we really pulled all of these samples out and then we narrowed it down between each other um uh fairly you know we we realized we had a very similar palette we just narrowed it down to the whiskeys we felt that were going to make a, a great profile um i came up with the cask finish for a, a madeira cask finish because i felt like the high rye um that that really kind of earthy those earthy notes of the rye yeah. needed a a really nice balance of, of sweetness of, of, you know, some, you know, you know, Madeira was just always in the, in my head with that one. Um, and then after that, we went and celebrated with the, the dram of the whiskey we had made um, a couple of drams. We actually made a bottle of it. And then uh, we celebrated with, uh, with a cigar and, uh, and, and sipping on the whiskey we'd made that day. So it was awesome. You know, like those are the kind of days that are just like, you know, like you're epic. Like this is my job. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, like I, yeah. I love, you know, where, where my life has kind of come to, to this, you know, like, like getting to be able to create uh, amazing uh, works of, of, of liquid art, basically with, uh, with, with people that I respect in my community and, uh, and really enjoy working with. So it was, it was a lot of fun. I, I feel that, that craft, that conviction behind it for sure. Yeah. Um, and it, it is so inherently, Will it rye? I love it. <laughs> it is so. It is so. Just at its core, will it rye? And it yeah. is a, an incredibly well balanced rye. I, I mean, just I could spend so much time with this, but also I have a whole other bottle. 
Ah, well, yeah. there you go. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll be right there. I'll be yeah, right I'll there. Go, I'll there we go. Yeah. Like, let's go. Hop on the next plane. Yeah. We've got a guest bed for you, too. <laughs> I could I could I could set something up in my basement that's like a haunted house if you just wanted if we you wanted to do that. Re- relive the whole yeah, experience. Yeah. That would be <laughs> Don't look don't go this way. Don't look this guy in the eye. Just keep walking. Uh, um, you know, I, I gotta tell you, it's um it's so much fun, you know, when you, when you say inherently will it, I mean, it really, I'm, I'm a huge fan of will it. When we came up with the, the idea and the concept, um, you know, like, where do you want to start? And I was like, I want, I want to start at the top of Mount Everest. I want to, I want to, yeah. I want to start at will it, you know, I'm, I'm such a huge will it whiskey fan and everything that they've done. Um, and I think it was, it was just fun to be able to, you know, to create and just start there because everything, yeah. everything else is, 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 you know, it, it's just, it's a tapestry of, of, of art. You know, it, I, I keep saying art, but it, it, it that's exactly no, it is. Yeah. No it's drinkable art right here. I mean, yeah. It's yeah. So good. Before we move on to the, the Wes Henderson collab, as we were talking about all this, it, it got me wondering, was there ever a conversation about uh, a special blackened release with the, the blacklist? I, uh, the, that came out, yeah, we. I mean, we did a special box package. I think with that, um, we we honestly that was such a top secret uh, project that they were working on that we we didn't really get uh, a peek behind that curtain until oh, it was too late to, to really plan for it. Sure. Um, I the, the the first time I got to hear, um, and you're and you're referring to the blacklist where where they played uh, where they had different musicians from all over the world. Yes. Yes. playing uh, their favorite songs from the Black Album. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I was um, I was up at, at James Hetfield's house. We were sitting on his on his back porch smoking s- smoking cigars. And he was so excited about it. He, he pulled out his phone. He's like, hey, you got to hear this. Um, and he and he played um, uh, the, the Miley Cyrus, Elton John, and Yo-Yo Ma uh, collaboration of Nothing Else Matters. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, listen to this. And he's like, and he was like, I'm getting goosebumps. He was like, show me his arm. And I'm like, I'm getting goosebumps. This is like, it was just, <laughs> such a, it was, it was so cool. Uh, and to see how excited James was over it. Um, you know, after all these years of making music and still being excited about um, working with other people and, and, and seeing what they can do, you know, he's like, I never would have thought to approach the song this way or, you know, to do this, this kind of version. And um I think that's, it's just, to me, that's impressive and it's inspiring in, in the sense of just seeing how excited that he is about uh, the, the world that he has helped create uh, in music. Um, it, you know, that same kind of inspiration I feel in the whiskey community, yeah. you know, it's the same thing. Uh, so, you know, we didn't, we didn't get to, to, to do a, a, you know, a blacklist. Um, uh, we did, we did a, you know, a special box release with that. Um, yeah. What, right. One, you know, one release that we did do, which was, I mean, honestly, one of the pinnacle moments of my life, I think, um, when we did uh, batch 100, uh, the blackened uh, black and whiskey batch 100, we did a uh, a, a two vinyl record uh, box set release for for batch 100, and the band had reached out to me to to select the songs. They told me to um, pick 12 songs, and and I sent those songs to Lars, and Lars was going to curate it down to six songs. And we were we, initially the the idea was just to release a one record. Uh, box set but Lars liked every single one of the songs I, I had selected so much he's like we're releasing a two record uh it's gonna be a two a two record uh box set 
which I was like, what? That's <laughs> awesome. Um, and I, you know, I picked some, some live versions. And, and so I was able to, um, not only select the songs, but dedicate them to, to different people in my life, you know, to my, to my fellow, uh, veterans that I served in, in Somalia with and, and in the army. Oh my uh, gosh. Uh, you know, I was able to, to, do, you know, to dedicate that to, you know, to them, to my metalhead friends in, in, in high school. Um, yeah. you know, so it was, it was for me, a, a pinnacle of my, of my career. Uh, and, you know, I got to kind of make a record with Metallica. <laughs> so, That's amazing. I, I mean, like the, you know, not to, to, not to shortchange what you did, but it's like creating the ultimate Metallica Spotify playlist <laughs> that is then then approved by Metallica themselves, and just I don't even, I don't even, like my brain is short circuiting a little bit thinking about how cool that would be. Yeah, to, it was. I, I was blown away. Like I and I still am. I'm like I still am, like so humbled by the experience and also just. Um, I was so excited about it. I mean, I dove deep, but, you know, I was, I was selecting songs, you know, like, um, you know, Metallica, Mexico city, 1989, uh, you know, where James Hetfield's coming in with like some, some flamenco guitar and then, you know, right into, you know, it, it's, oh it, my it was really pretty extraordinary, you know, uh, to, to, and we used that playlist. We used the playlist I selected to sonically enhance the batch of batch 100. So, not only did we, you know, that was that playlist you could download it on Spotify, but if you got the vinyl record, um, you know, and I'm a huge vinyl, you know, I've, I've got like probably 2,500 records. Uh, and I, you know, I love, I love vinyl, I uh, love music. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was like, it was like such a culmination and epitome of, um, you know, and they were, they were picture discs too. So it's like on one side, you know, there's, you know, there's pictures of the band and, and Dave Picker on one. And then on another one's me with the band. I was like, <laughs> what, oh. what is my life right now? It's awesome, you know. I was, I was I, as a as a music fan, as a Metallica fan, as a whiskey fan. Um, I I really feel like that was a very pinnacle moment in my career for sure. That's awesome. I feel like I just got told somebody's like first date story. Yeah, you know, it's like your first kiss with Metallica. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? What? I don't know. I just I like know. that you you actually dove in there and like because it's like if you get that task of picking those songs you can't be lame and just be like you know inner sandman here we go but you gotta yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you gotta you go you in there and you gotta the... let them know that you're a fan you gotta pick the stuff that like people may not know or like yeah. stuff that's like they're gonna be like oh yeah that's yeah so that's that's awesome yeah that's a great story i love that yeah lars lars even mentioned that he's like he's like oh he's uh he's not a uh, he obviously knows our, our, <laughs> our playlist you know like yeah you know like one of one of the songs i picked was whiplash and i was like this is this is dedicated to everyone who has like pounded the dash of their car while they're listening to you know, oh. metal as they're driving down way too fast on the highway. Yeah. You, know, like, you know, it's, it's stuff like that. Cause we, you know, we've all been there. We have, this is what, this is the community of the world is, is our, our connection to music, our connection to people. Um, and I, and I, you know, I, I, I was very, I felt very, like I said, honored and humbled yeah. to, to be able to, to get to experience and do that. Be, being able to, to be part. And, and I mean, you know, you you already were being the guy who basically crafts this whiskey, but being able to be a part of a, a band that is so well regarded and and so well renowned as as Metallica to be a part of like that kind of musical history of them. I, I mean that that is so cool. That's so special that you were able to participate in that and and again have the approval of the band members as well. 
I, it, it's still like mind blowing to me. Like I still, I, I mean, I would, I'm still ecstatic about it. I, and I think I always will be. It's just, you know, I agree, man. It's, it's a, a huge honor. I get, I got emotional a little bit. I feel like, yeah. Let's talk about this, uh, this Wes Henderson collaboration. And then we're going to get you out of here, Rob. Uh, this is a 116.2 proof Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey finished in white port wine casks. I, uh, you all approached Wes, as you said, initially, yeah. um, <clears throat> what, what ideas did he bring to the table, uh, that he kind of wanted to see, uh, at the end of this collaboration as well? You know, you know, what's interesting about this collaboration is that, um, you know, everything, you know, I, I've, I've, I've been very, you know, I've taken up the mantle where, where Dave left off. I have, you know, I've made some tweaks to uh, black and flagship, you know, as, as you evolve, like every blend is, is, is always going to change a little bit. And I've, I've, I've endeavored to make it, you know, even better, which I know Dave would have, would have been doing um, this particular collaboration. Um, this was a, this is a project of, of, of passion, and and again the fellowship of the community that dave was a part of you know dave was uh, one of one of uh, wes henderson's uh, best friends and one of the the projects that dave uh left unfinished was he wanted to do a kentucky straight bourbon uh cask finished in white port and and so the idea was to finish dave's project and that was that was the whole the whole point was, uh, you know, that's why I went to, you know, went to Wes is like, look, we, we want to finish Dave's project. This was his last project that he was working on. Uh, he didn't get to finish it. Let's, let's finish it. This is an honor and a nod to Dave, uh, his legacy. Um, it's, it's also continuing that con connection and uh, connectivity. Uh, and of course, you know, when, when Wes and I sat down, we made it our own way. You know, we, we, you sure. know, we both nosing, we're both tasting and, and we're, we're, you know, we're finding our, our, our balance and, and, um, levels of, of what we wanted to do with it. Uh, but this was a, uh, a community, uh, connection to, to honoring Dave's legacy and finishing the project that he did not get to finish. And that, uh, I think was really imp important. Um, I, I just, once, once the idea was there, there was no, not doing it, you know, we yeah. had to do it. And once I told Wes the idea, he was like, yeah, I, I mean, it was like an immediate, yes, he was, he, he wanted to be uh, a part of it. And, and we're, you know, we're both proud and honored uh, to, to be able to do that and, to, you know, and, and finish Dave's project and, and to also do what we do best and, and you know, making whiskey together and, and having some fun and connecting. Uh, so, you know, I was, I was just talking to Wes yesterday, um, uh, you know, about, uh, you know, those bottles are hitting the shelf here very soon. I was, I was, yeah. um, and, and you know, I was just talking to him about it yesterday and, and how you know how excited we both are to do it uh, to work together uh, on this project, and also to um, you know this is a uh, kind of a, a we're finishing that that last project. It's it's rich, it's spicy, it's very fresh. I would say too, oh, yeah. in in terms of what you can kind of expect from products on on the bourbon market today. Such an interesting iteration to of blackened. I mean, I, I find those, those little nooks and crannies where you can still kind of see that it's from the same company. Right. But it is its own whiskey, its own bourbon. It yeah. stands oh, it's on its, its own. own. Beast for sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Absolutely. On, on the nose, it's so it's got this like sweet, like just classic bourbon. But then when you take a drink and on the palate, like there's like so many layers to it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and going from the you know the uh, the will at the ride to this, it's just like it's so awesome that two completely different projects, but you still can feel like the similarities in both of how they're made, I guess you would say. Yeah. Not necessarily, you know, they're different things, but I don't know. It's really good. I'm glad you enjoy it for one. And, you know, it was fun too, is that um, I think every, you know, you, you're always surprised to see who's a, who's a Metallica fan. And Wes, Wes is definitely a Metallica fan as well. And we, we both selected the playlist for the sonic enhancement um, of the, of the whiskey during the cask finishing. And, because I'd had, you know, I'd, I'd had the opportunity to be able to select um, playlists prior to that. I gave I gave West first crack at it. I'm like, you, you have the entire discography of Metallica. You select the first um, <clears throat> the, the first uh, you know first six songs, and I'll and I'll select the you know what you know what you don't select. I will I will dive deep and select songs that will will balance that out. Right. Um, so you know, I, I know it was it was it was fun for him to be able to just have like the entire discography of. Metallica to sift through and, 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 and dig and, and then he, and his, his reasons behind the songs that he selected. Um, it was really cool. It was, it was really fun to be able to, um, to work with him on, on not only the whiskey, but, um, well, you know, geek out on our, 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 our mutual love of Metallica at the same time and, yeah. uh, and, and have fun with it. And at the same time, you know, when we finished making the, uh, the when we when we we were sitting there and we when we really you know when we finally got to narrow down and we're like oh my god this is it this is the version right here um i raised the glass and i was like to dave and we we did a toast to dave right there on on the spot and it was it was a it was a cool moment every story is just emotional here like i mean this is just like to dave man man to dave yeah, that's for it. real finishing this project for him like that's just i mean it 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 tastes great, but like to me, when there's a story behind it too, yeah. it's like it makes it so much better. Because I, you know, drinking this and hearing the story, and then if I get a bottle, like cracking it open with somebody and being like, "Listen, I heard the story of the how this was made, why this was made, like the the passion in it, like yeah. it's just awesome. It's just awesome." I th I think that's as good a place as any to to end things out too. But I. Rob, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for sitting down with us and, and chatting about uh, just just you, man. I mean, that just you I, know the, the love, whiskey. I love Rob, man. He's like he he hits on this. I love Disney. I'm a Disney fan. He talked about Disney. He's a Willet fan. I'm a big Willet fanboy. He loves horror movies. Obviously, he's talking about that. I looked at his Instagram and he cosplayed as Wolverine one year. Like he's Wolverine, Rob, man. This dude, I love Rob. Ne I love Rob. Look, it, next next time you're in Lexington, we'll get together. We need to we need oh, to sit I've got down. One question I want to ask. Rob. Oh, okay, I know. Yeah, it yeah. Is. Um, so um, I was asking bands at Louder Than Life this when we were interviewing them, and I'm a big. I love snacks and candies with my bourbon and whiskey and all that, like snack cakes, snack cakes, desserts, and all this stuff. So I want to know what's your favorite snack cake or what or like. Like when you're on the road traveling, what's like your go-to snack that you're just like, I gotta have that snack. And then, do you pair? Do you pair like you like pairing whiskey with sweets or anything like that? My my favorite snack on the road is whiskey. I'll take it. <laughs> Same. 
end of conversation. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. 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 There you go, man. Well, Rob, thank you so I, much. I pair, I pair my whiskey with whiskey. There we go. Okay. <laughs> and Metallica. Absolutely perfect. Rob, thank you so much, man. This has been a uh, treat. Thanks, Jensen. And, uh, it's, it's such a pleasure to talk with both of you. And uh, I, I hope to share a dram with you uh, someday uh, someday soon. Sooner rather than Appreciate later, it. I yeah, sure hope. It'll be great. Yeah. Cheers, buddy. Thank you again. All right, Jens. Have a good one. You See too. Ya. Take care. What are we doing? <laughs> We're back. We're back, baby. We're fucking back. We're back. Yeah. We're doing this Rob review left. now. Yeah. Rob left. Oh, Rob's been gone for a while. He had to go eat some donuts. We had to take some time to ourselves as well. Some self-reflection. Did you ever pour it? You never had any of that old fits. No, because I got to review this. I'll talk Ooh. about talk about watching you struggle when you were trying to put the cork back into that thing. During well, the, look at how messed up it is. Yeah, it's all Here, over. You the place. you hold it and look at it. It it's like it's very jagged, I would say. It's a jagged, jagged little pill. Jagged little pill. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? It's like rain. On your wedding day. It's a green light. Or a red light. When you're it's already free, late. It's a free ride. When you've already paid. Yeah. But who would have thought? It figured. That's a funny way. This isn't the first time we've referenced this song. No, I'm gonna. I want to save the rest. Of, no, ooh, ooh, I just poured no, out. Ah! Just on the, all the equipment. <laughs> Here's the computer, baby. Pour it out. <laughs> no, I wanted to save the rest of it for my dad. Okay. To try. He's a big Metallica fan. Caught it. Do, see? Yeah, I know. I was making fun of you for not getting the cork in, but there we go. Yeah, he's gonna love this. Yeah. And and the story behind it and oh, everything, yeah. too. I mean, I'll I'll probably just wind up giving him the the third. So we we didn't talk about this, um, but we got three individual sample bottles of, and I guess it's really just their their normal. airplane bottles yeah. of the the normal the best blackened. airplane bottles. These are sweet. Um, they're so cool. They are on par with the the Willet. Yeah, the the rye yeah airplane bottles and this Which, is by the by the way we haven't talked about this and I had this scoop like a month ago and I didn't even talk about it but Wilderness Trail is putting out a sample bottle airplane bottle collection the fifty mils in their shape bottles in their shape oh, of bottles cool. and they're calling it. Trail mix. Oh my god! You buy a box, and it's uh, the two bourbons and the rye. Wow! Trail mix. Yeah, it was all Haley's idea too. You can go find out more about it on uh, Haley's uh, Instagram. Hazy pesos. If only they knew somebody that just paired candy and stuff with bourbon. If only. If only. Well, she doesn't even really know that you're a part of this podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Macaulay does. He's busy. He's doing stuff. Yeah, he's busy posing as a... Mm, I don't want to get into it. He's a... He's a magician. Oh, my God. This I so love good. the nose on this. So this is the blackened... The Wes Henderson. Wes Henderson collab. Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, finished in white port wine cask at 58.1% alcohol. 116.2 proof. 
like I said, I was telling Rob, it's so, it's just so sweet. It's like strawberry on the nose. And he said that's from the, uh, the port wine casks. Honestly, at least on the nose, it pairs really well with the Bourbon County Stout. Don't make me pour this over into the. I'm not telling you to do that. I when mean, somebody says pair it, I just automatic my my I, like I, I'm just like you have a you have a like pour over. <laughs> I'm like ah, it's a an involuntary reaction. Yeah. Uh, but at least like smell the two of them together. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like if you put like a little like strawberry jelly in with like some peanut yeah. butter or something like a strawberry peanut butter and jelly. Man, this this collab is legit. They killed it. It's man. really good. Yeah. Like no joke. Like I know we just did the interview. I know the story behind it is amazing, but 100% like this is legit. On the it almost smells like a it reminds me of like an olded of olded older weeded bourbon like that strawberry like that sweet strawberry note on the nose it reminds me of like some old like heaven hill or buffalo trace like weeded bourbon like it smells so good whiskey advocate dang the msrp is a hundred bucks i'd pay that i thought it'd be more Whiskey advocate, though. I I mean, this is a like even before getting into the the intricacies of it all, I uh, this is a buy for me. I want a bottle of this for sure. I plan on trying wow, to get it's one of so these. So good. I mean, I I will. Man, whiskey advocate is like redesigned their website too. Good for them. Boy, we haven't even talked about the Kentucky Owl stuff that Good for Whiskey Advocate. Came out this week. I can't wait till their next Instagram post. Well, this is not Okay. Can't wait till they <laughs> pairing magazine again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so much good bourbon that's coming out. All right. Bourbon that I hope is good. Well, this is good. This is phenomenal. Uh, for a hundred bucks a bottle, uh, and again, like the fact that they went through the extra measures to finish this and craft it in the way that they did, uh, it is evident. This may make my top ten. There is a good chance of it, for sure. The nose is phenomenal. The yeah. palate is. Uh, there's more layers on the palate. Like I had to dig deep a little bit more, but it's like the strawberry on top, but then there's like almost like a freaking like trying to say, what am I trying to say here? It's like a charcoal, like a sweet rub. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, it's like, like you're smoking something and it's like this rub that you put on a meat, but like the charcoal flavor and the smoke and the sweet and like caramelized and stuff like that. 100%. Yeah. Wow. The finish is really good too. I actually think the finish might be my least favorite part. I think it goes a little bit flat and a little bit short. 
116.2 proof. It doesn't drink like it. No. I I mean, th- this is dangerous. Yeah. Real dangerous. At the very least. Especially on the nose. Like I'm saying, like, I smell this and I'm just like chugging it. Like, Well, in our review system of nose, palate, finish, and price, where every category is out of five and we give a final square out of 20, what would you actually give the nose? The nose? Four. I'm going to go to 3.5. Um, <laughs> I didn't say words throughout that sentence aside from 3.5. I'm going to give it a... No, I'm going to give it a 3.5. Yeah, I'm going to 4. Like, it reminds me of a older weeded bourbon that I just love the nose on it. See, the, the palate is where... <laughs> This really, really shines through for me. I mean, it, it is so much, so, ugh, so many flavors in this. It's a four. I'm going to go a four again. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Finish is the weakest part for me. 2.5. Yeah. Uh, two. I'll say a three. Okay. I mean, I like the finish, but like you said, it falls a little bit short. I get some extra, like, maybe vanilla whipped cream notes in there. Did but, you hear that? What was that? I don't know. <laughs> it sounded like a truck was coming through oh. our neighborhood. <laughs> I don't even know if that picked up on the microphones. That was just um, strange. But yeah, three, I get some notes, but it does fall flat. Like, yeah. I like that I get some extra stuff, but it doesn't last very long. See, I, I don't even really get extra stuff. I just get a, a continuation of the flavor, but then it's just kind of over Yeah, for me. No, I get it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it a two on the finish. Uh, I, the, I really actually like the price being at a hundred dollars. Oh, I'm, I'm fine with that. And I, I think that part of that comes from the fact that over the past few years, our expectations of what a limited edition bourbon, a limited edition whiskey is, or what it should be priced at that has changed so much for us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And my, my inclination at a hundred dollars is to go, that is like for the layman, the, the kind of ceiling for what they are willing to pay for something that they wouldn't be able to get on a normal basis. Yeah. Right. That is a splurge bottle. Yeah. That is something special that they want to pick up. Share with somebody else and say, hopefully, I really like this and I want you to like this as well. Yeah. So honestly, like in this day and age, I, at a hundred dollars, it's like a four point five for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I give it a three point five. I mean, I think it's, I think it's above. Uh, an average pricing. Yeah. Like, I think I'm okay with 3.5. Like, yeah. I think when you hit 100, you got to start really thinking about it. I think it's worth it. Um, I I mean, there's obviously, if oh, well, if it was $80, it would be better. Well, whatever. But I gave it a 3.5. I think it's better, okay. better than an average limited edition pricing. I think overall that gets me at a 13.5. I had a 14.5. Maybe I'm at 14. I can't remember. It's a bar. 
Oh, no, it's definitely a buy for me. I will buy a bottle of this <laughs> if I see this at $100. I, I think that you should, too. And it's it's just, it's so different. It's such a unique, of its own self, beast of a whiskey. And it, and it is cool that, like, this, this batch has its own playlist that they picked. I think that's amazing, man. Yeah. Whether you're a fan of Metallica or not, like just the fact <laughs> that like <laughs> the the ultimate match this song to the whiskey challenge. Yeah. But it's a, a, a whole playlist. Yeah. yeah. Worth. Yeah. A whole playlist. <sighs> That'd be crazy. <sighs> what would you think? What would you if 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 a band approached Jimmy Russell, what band would go with Jimmy Russell and said, oh, we're going to do a Wild Turkey Blackened style thing. What band would Jimmy Russell pick? Or or give his graces well, to? Well, he's, he's not alive anymore. Um, Jimmy is? I, it? He's it, alive? It, uh, just, just give me a second. <laughs> the mom's alive, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's not alive anymore, but... I I feel like a like Merle Haggard. Okay. Kind of like yeah. like more like classic country but still, you know, kind of modern sensibilities kind of artist would fall into that. Um I don't know. I like I think the first line of defense would actually be whoever comes up to Matthew McConaughey. And says, you know, we want to do some kind of musical partnership with uh, with Wild Turkey. I could see Jimmy and Mushroom Head. <laughs> <laughs> see, I was thinking like Jason Isbell no, <laughs> from no. Drive By Truckers. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is where our, our musical conversation, yeah. I feel like, kind of breaks down a little bit yeah. because we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy weird. and Mushroom Head. I don't know Mushroom Head. Yeah. Um, what about what about just Brooks and Dunn? No. No. Tim McGraw. <laughs> okay. I can get behind Tim McGraw. <laughs> what? <laughs> You think any boy in the world, but please you think it, you, <laughs> don't take the girl. I would love to hear Jimmy sing uh, Chattahoochee. <laughs> Wait, oh, no, the, the Cherokee song by Tim McGraw. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, we need to move on. <laughs> We really need to move on from this part of the conversation. What? Next week's news, Tim McGraw launches bourbon with Jimmy Russell. Who was it that I want to never mind. This is a dumb bit of the podcast. Let's move on, shall a we? A bit. This is legit. <laughs> Too legit to bit. Too legit to bit. That's a serious conversation series where we don't 
joke about anything because mm-hmm. it's it's way too personal yeah. or way too serious. Can't make jokes anymore, apparently. <laughs> Comedy's dead. You can't say anything. You can't anymore. say anything. Ugh. You got a knife right now. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> This is the worst episode we've ever done. What? It's amazing. <laughs> no, it's really Rob great, was actually. so good. <laughs> Best part of the podcast. Do you have any high proof hot takes? Yeah, Charlie Brown. Lame. Came out hot there. It's lame, Charlie Brown. Why do you think Charlie Brown's lame? Because he is. Snoopy is the... the char- okay, are you talking about like Charlie Brown... The character. As a... No, hold on. Charlie Brown as a a means to represent the peanuts, not like because I don't like the peanuts as a whole. No, they're good. Is amazing. Charlie Brown himself is lame. I don't think, but they put his name on it. They put his name on it. Okay, Charlie Brown and the pumpkin. Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving. Whatever. He is so annoying. He's like Caillou's annoying uncle. You know what I mean? Like he's just. Oh, feel sorry for Charlie Brown or whatever. Like, just show me more freaking Joe Cool. Freaking Joe Cool Snoopy. Show me more Linus. Charlie Brown himself is lame. And they should not put Charlie Brown on the name. Even though I wasn't a security blanket kid. I'm the oldest of of my family. Uh, My little brother was the security blanket kid. My grandfather called... Me, Linus, and my little brother <laughs> rerun, which is his and Lucy's youngest brother. Yeah. Which, as I've gotten older, it's made me laugh more. But yeah, Charlie Brown, lame. Take I, the name Charlie Brown off of the specials. Call it Snoopy's pumpkin. I don't care. He's lame. He's lame. Worse. Halloween costume ever. Okay. That's my high proof hot take. Charlie Brown. Lame. Everybody else. Charlie Brown. Shut up. Cool. (laughs) I like everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) Freaking little stupid shirt. Put some different clothes on every once in a while. Well, I don't. I don't have any high proof hot takes this week, so let's move on to tips and bits, please. Your, your kid didn't even want to watch Charlie Brown. My kid didn't even want to watch the thing that I was going to recommend this week because yeah. she is a child and she doesn't have emotional intelligence has, in the way that we as adults child. Do. I agree with everything she she thinks of. Well, I'm going to recommend a couple of things. Okay, I'm going to recommend for those of us who are newer parents and uh, trying to find things that we can watch along with our kids. Uh, the TV show Bluey, which is uh, originally Australian created. Uh-huh. I know the meme is alive and well. Uh, incredible. Uh, season two episode Sleepy Time is some of the best TV that you will ever see, uh, especially as a, a newer parent. Um, the mom alive? The mom is alive. Okay. Just check it. Nobody's dead. Okay. <laughs> Just make it sure. Nobody, nobody is dead. Like I don't. most, most media with 
dog family. That's so fair. Somebody that has, is totally you fair. Know, you know, but on on brand with everything else that we have <laughs> talked about and done within this episode, I uh, you know Rob brought up <laughs> listening to uh, the Miley Cyrus "Nothing Else Matters" version. Yeah, Metallica. Um, with James, but I I. The Chris Stapleton version is in heavy rotation in my playlists and my recently played uh, music of Nothing Else Matters. It's it's so good, man. I would play it, but then I would have to pay royalties or how much you think you'd have to pay? A lot, thousands. <sighs> yeah, probably. Okay, I would say so. I'll play it for you when we're done. Okay. So you can hear it. I'll tell you all about but, it next week. Yeah. Tips and bits. Eric. Tips and bits. Uh, if you aren't watching Andor, you're messing up. We are on episode 11 of the 12-episode season. Every episode has gotten better. It's so good. Can't even talk about it because I know Perry's not there yet. I'm, I'm two episodes in. I know, and I, I really like it so far. It just keeps getting better. And or you have to watch it. Um, if you want, well, since we're in, uh, I mean, hopefully you've already started prepping your turkey. But if you haven't, you can go to um, watch some videos on Hardcore Carnivores Instagram and their YouTube. We got a, we got a message in our family group me this morning. For my dad that said, good morning. Just wanted to let everybody know that the turkey has begun the thawing process. Yeah, exactly. I put mine out to thaw, too. Did you really? Yeah. It's time. <laughs> there you go. And I'm going to brine it for about 24 hours before, so I got to get it thawed out for a couple See, of days. See, I feel like if you're going to go for the long brine, you may as, may as well go for like three days. But I have a different brining process okay year. okay 24 hours okay it's a whole bag it's a spiced up thing anyway um it hard- always has to be a whole bag yeah you never can go half bag you never go half bag no you got a whole bag whole yeah um hardcore, what are we talking about hardcore carnivore <laughs> on youtube uh malcolm reed on youtube and meat church on youtube all those brands, those cooks, those smokers, whatever you want to say, watch them. Turkeys, uh, pork, rib, I mean, anything. Like Also, I'm re- go follow all of them individually on OnlyFans. No, they don't have OnlyFans. No. They don't do that. Let's see what this guy's mind is. Yeah, Meat Church. Oh, come on. Meat Church. <laughs> that's Hardcore that's Carnivore. Malcolm Reed. Do you think they would have OnlyFans? Come on, just think about that. Listen to yourself right now. I think I'm the one that has to be edited, this guy over here. Um, but no, like those three are some of the... I, I watch their videos on YouTube and Instagram... And I've learned a lot about smoking and grilling and stuff like that. So I'm recommending those three um, companies, channels to watch if you want to. And they do turkeys, too. So if 
you're if you're just now figuring out what to do with your turkey, you may have fucked up. Well, but there's always next year. There we are. <laughs> there's always next year. <laughs> Godspeed. <laughs> I I I think we should um I think we should put out some bonus content this week. Oh, you think so? Well, we're pretty early on in our recording schedule. Are you tips and bits today? Bonus content? Yeah, we got some bonus content. That's what gonna we, be coming what out this we week. bonus content? They're going to find out in a couple of days. Uh, when am I going to find out? After I hit stop on the record button. Okay. <laughs> Thank you all so much for watching and listening and uh, enjoying the show. If you have not yet, please subscribe. Hit the like button. Do all the things that make sure that you are able to keep up with the show and its weekly schedule, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, also, I mean, it's always on schedule. Yeah. Oh, no, it always definitely comes out on Wednesdays. Yeah. Uh, but usually at 3 a.m. Eastern. But, but if they want to get it early. Yes. You know what they do? We go to the patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast. You didn't even let me finish. For as little as a dollar a month. One. You can get all the early stuff. What? What? Metallica. One. It hit me right then that you are taking advantage of being on the same side of the table as me so that you can do everything like in my face. One. Yeah. yeah we're, we're definitely, we definitely don't have a big brother, little brother dynamic. And at five, five dollars a month, you can get all the bonus content. Pours from the floor, sampling Irresistible, which is on episode two of the new season. And then uncut episodes that you're listening to right now. If you want to know what we say off the air, or if you want to know what Perry had to edit out, go to patreon.com. Subscribe. $5. Get you in there. If you want to send us an email, this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com. You can send an email if you want to ask us a question, you want to send us a sample, ask us to review or pair something, send it there. If you want to get some merch, bourbonshop.threadless.com. Um Perry's got some new stuff putting up there. Got some holiday designs, right? Soon, yes. Okay. If not right now, then within the next couple of days. There you go. If you want to get some Whiskey Mutant merch, it's whiskeymutant.myshopify.com. Use WM25 for 25% off. I'm trying to get rid of all the stuff I got so I can get new stuff. So go buy something. I'll send you some stuff. I'll put your sticker in there. If you want to leave a message for us on the barrel ring segment, 859 428-8253. You leave a message. We play it on here. You're on the podcast. And then we talk to you, not in real time, but you're on there. So you you can literally tell your friends, I was on a podcast. You're the third host for that day. Or if Swan's here, you're the fourth host. So do that. Uh, If you want to follow us on all social media, it's at MyBourbonPod. Instagram. Maybe not Twitter. I don't know. I don't know if Twitter's even around right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my brain just had to do like a reset to understand <laughs> what you were talking about there for a second. <laughs> but oh. yeah. At I don't know what I'm going to... I genuinely do not know what I'm going to do without Twitter. Like uh, not a... Not a like... Because I, I use it for, you know, like like news headlines and yeah like i i have a a humorous side of things too that i rely upon mm. with twitter so perry's a little little spicy on twitter apparently i'm not oh no like i don't uh, uh, never, never um mind. okay at my bourbon pod on all the stuff we have a facebook group this is my bourbon podcast facebook group you can follow me at whiskey mutant on instagram and uh tiktok i do have a twitter i don't ever check it so if you send me a message on Twitter, I probably didn't get it. He's never gonna check it. Um, I've got a, I've got a 
pretty good. It's scathing. What? I tweet on my my personal you get canceled Twitter. Uh, P Ritter seventeen ninety two. Yeah, at P Ritter seventeen ninety two. Um, if you want to get all of his personal stuff. Yeah, but it's, go into his DMs. I'll tell you where he lives. It's about a list celebrities doing uh, podcasts. Okay. Who is it? No, it's just who's gen- who's in it, your mind when you think about it. Like they should just stop. I uh, honestly, I know somebody's got to pop up in your mind. I think when I first drafted this tweet, it was about the office ladies. Oh, April's gonna be mad. She loves that podcast. Well, here's I the tell thing. Her that okay, so when we all hang out, and she's gonna be mad. There, I just tweeted it, so you, you can go. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, if it that, that might has be been deleted, that might be my very last tweet. Eric's reading it right now, just to give you an update. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? I get it. I get it. Like it. It. I get it. Anyway, go check it out. Check yell, out the Blue yell. Podcast. Apparently. <laughs> No, that is completely different. I'm talking about people who like any any anybody who has been in the the spotlight consistently in like the public conscience. Yeah, like they started they started podcasts oh, yeah. and they're like, I don't I don't want to get into it. Happy Thanksgiving, no, everybody! You check out the YouTube. Oh yeah, check out the YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash. Yeah. This is my bourbon podcast. Give us a review, um, as well. Yeah. If you're feeling review? thankful this week, yeah, and you want to show thanks, that's what I want for Thanksgiving. I want a review. Leave to us read. a review, please. That would be a great way to show us that right you now. are not only listening, but that you care and that you want the show to shoot up in the charts. Yeah, tell my mom about it too. and be successful. Please do. Yeah. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yes. I hope you enjoy some turkey. I hope you enjoy some wild turkey. Do some pairings. Tag us. If you do a pairing, tag us in it. Tag me, Whiskey Mutant. Tag Perry Peter to seventeen ninety two. Tag the podcast. Can, yeah, my, at bourbon, my pod. bourbon pod. Uh, we should do a hashtag right now. Ooh, hashtag uh, my bourbon Thanksgiving. This is my bourbon Thanksgiving. There we go. This is my bourbon Thanksgiving. Hashtag, this is my bourbon Thanksgiving. Show us what you're pairing and drinking on Thanksgiving. And we will check it out and read it out on next week's episode. And we'll put it on. I'll re, I'll re, uh, reshare you. Sure. We'll put re-share, it on Reshare? I'll share you. <laughs> we'll put it on a t-shirt. The best, the best, the best post gets printed on a t-shirt. One we of should, one. One of one. We'll wear it. We no, should, we'll make two and we'll wear it on the show. I've got an idea for this. Anyway. Okay. There you go. Get to work. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, I'm Perry. I'm Eric. And this is my bourbon podcast. <laughs>